Welcome back to another episode of Filter Thoughts. This is Vag, and I'm here with Josh Williams and Josh Trayton. Hello. And today we're going to talk about cuppings and if the cups are going to be different from now on, and also how brewing at home is going to change people's opinion about coffee in general. So uh, what, what would be the main purpose of the cupping? More socializing or more like appreciating the hard work that the farmers were, um, had been doing during the COVID season? Right? Because, because I was thinking that the coffees that we are going to uh, receive in Europe in the next two, three months will be the coffees that were being processed, had yeah. been processed through, during the COVID season. So we will see how COVID influence uh, all the agronomy thing in a couple uh, couple of months from now. Well, you know, when you yeah, go to big festivals good. like uh, World of Coffee or something, and you have like a big table and just fifty cups, then you know. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be really interesting, mm. actually. Yeah. Well, when everything goes back, which hopefully will be soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know anymore, but. Yeah, I think it's going to change a lot, man. Actually, yeah, absolutely. After yeah. All of Do you think it. it's going to change for the better, though? Yeah, I think we'll probably see a change in a lot of things. I Do you think, think it'll be, be a little bit stricter? Go on, Vag, go on. I think that people will, like, the people that will attend these cupping, they will take it more seriously. Like, I think that, that there, there is going to be, like, a big social socializing thing before the cupping starts to catch up with everything that you haven't seen for ages. But when the capping starts, I think that the people there, the attendants, will focus on what's in the cup because everyone will be curious to see how the, the coffee tastes like because it, it was processed like during the COVID season. So if we see like a, an increase in defective cups or like lower quality uh, uh, coffees, then we will, this will be probably be an effect because of the COVID. Right, that's uh, that's the time that we will see if our industry will support and buy coffees for that uh, like score lower than before. Do you think we're going to see lower graded coffee out next year? I think yes. I think we're going to yeah. see like a just a couple of points because in the supply chain you need a lot of people to to like pick a harvest and post all the coffees but you also need a lot of people to to make sure that the quality is as high as possible like you see the green beans before sending sending the coffees over but now because yeah. in, in uh, back, back at the origins everything is more or less uh, everything comes down to the amount of coffee you sell and you export then people make sense that for me it makes sense that people will uh, go after like big volumes and we know that with big volume, you have lower quality because for them, uh, COVID, COVID doesn't, doesn't stop coffee production, right? And these guys still need to like uh, have, have the trees and process the coffees. And they, that means that they, they need money to, to carry on doing their, their job. 
I mean, at the end of the day, roasters themselves, roasteries are going to need to be saving money as well. I mean, mm. they've been hit hard as well. Yeah. So they probably, like you said, they probably will try and do bigger bulk buying. Yeah. Maybe not go for the more expensive coffees than what they usually go for. Yeah. Um, but then, at the end of the day, the farmers have still done that. They've still done them coffees as well. So you may get. I don't. I don't know. It's gonna. It's. It's gonna be interesting to see. It's gonna be very interesting to see next year. Yeah, because for me, it's like if we see that there's a tendency for lower quality coffees, like a, a little bit uh, lower in Q score. Uh, I believe that the the coffee industry needs to embrace that. It's like the same thing when the uh, Burundi and the, like Rwanda has all this insect damage and this potato defect. Uh, you can either choose to don't buy any Burundi coffee uh, for the next future, or you will embrace them and buy coffee from there, so you can help these guys like fight against that. So coming down to to the the COVID situation, I think that if we see lo- lower quality coffees, we, we, the, the roasters need to step up and uh, buy those coffees. And I'm sure that the customers will understand if like they, they're having like something that wasn't as good as before, if that makes sense. Do you really think consumers will, would they notice too much? Yeah, well, if they do, I think that as baristas, we need to be honest and need to be transparent. And if, if we explain what is the situation about, I'm sure the customers will understand. I'm not saying roasters will do this, but do you think they'll use it as an excuse if some of their coffee quality next year drops, as in their roasting coffee? Do you think if they go, oh, they over-roast it, say, and then they're like, oh, it's because the coffee was bad because of the COVID-19. I, I mean, I'm not expecting any roasters to do that, but mm. I don't know. I never know. You never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. But it's like you're saying about yeah. cuppings. It's like, how do you think the cuppings are going to go? Do you think they're still going to do the the same format or do you reckon they'll um, I think Matt North did one just before in Manchester just before mm-hmm. all this happened I think he he made a load of batch brews instead following the new the protocol right yeah he did yeah I believe that after this COVID situation people will take the hygiene uh, during campings more seriously because for example if you go to a big event like World of Coffee or big expos and you have a big table with 50 cuppers, then, okay, there is probably a hygiene situ- situation there, right? It's going to be like 50 spoons slipping into one bowl, and then, you know, all these virus and the bacteria transferred from cup to cup. But I think that uh, in the future, the new protocol, the COVID protocol for cupping will be more, will be standardized. I think this is, is what we're going to have in the future just to avoid any potential like future incidents. I think kind of off the tail mm-hmm. end of what Rosa said the other day, she mm-hmm. obviously cups commercially most of the time now. Um, and this is what they do anyway in commercial cupping situations. They don't cup like we would do normally in speciality. They cup in the way That's that COVID-19 kind of, has been written so they actually already have been cupping like this and they've been doing it for a long time so um i think it's just going to be a fact that we actually just take on that way of cupping a lot more even maybe less kind of friendly um but it's kind of like you were saying i think it's just going to be taken Mm -hmm. a little bit more seriously 
Uh, yeah, that's definitely be benefit everyone as well, isn't it? So, yeah. Exactly, man. And I think people will understand after this as well. Um, uh, be a little bit more open to it. Yeah. Like, actually, I understand. Maybe people will be afraid in the future if another pandemic will happen. You know, you, you never know when when a virus can become like viral and start affecting seriously our lives and our jobs. Because as humanity, I, I believe that humanity was not ready for a pandemic like that. So but probably people will be more afraid to <laughs> to come as before. So they will be more. They, they will want to have the new capping protocol. So I mean, after all this, after, after this is hopefully finished very soon. London Coffee Festival is first now on the agenda, isn't it? The SNLs has been postponed. So the next big coffee mm-hmm. thing is London Coffee Festival. Yeah, if it goes ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's going to be very interesting. It's going to be really busy. It's going to be busier than, than, than normal. It's going, to yeah. be, it's going to be hotter than normal being at the summertime, which is going to be a lot <laughs> of fun in that. It's not tiny, but it's tiny when you've got about 5,000 people in there, isn't it? Um, do you think everyone's going to be trying to... When the cuffings are happening... They not... Do they do that many cuffings at London Coffee Festival? They do the classes, don't they? I remember. Yeah, probably during the first two days, that is more for the professionals or for the companies. The rather than the days. last two days. Yeah, the trade days, yeah. yeah. Because I think the last two days are just for, for the general population, right? Do you think everyone's going to swarm to the cuffings? Because I'm, in, I'm intrigued to see how it's going to go, how people are going to cuff how people are mm-hmm. going to take it seriously. and Or do you, do you think it's just going to be the same coffee festival again? I know that sounds like a weird statement, but it, it mm-hmm. always tends to say, follow the same pattern, doesn't it? I'm just interested to see how Bang gets on in the coffee masters, to be fair. But mm-hmm. that's what that's one of the main reasons I'm coming down this year, to watch Bang. Do, do, do you think that people will be more afraid to cap in the future, especially in large cupping? These cuffings, they do quite a lot, don't they? I mean, yeah. I mean, they over, a lot four, over, over four days as well. They're going to be doing thousands. I just don't know how they're going to do it because it's going to be, they're going to have to do the, like, the new way of doing it with the back bruise, which mm-hmm. me personally, I think that's better anyway because realistically, that's how most people would drink coffee is filtered, which is, again, weird. But... I don't know. It's just going to be interesting to see. I can't. I kind of can't wait. But at the same time, it's got to make sure everyone, everyone's safe. Or do you reckon people will not go in terms of fear? I mean, say this uh, COVID nineteen. Say we get the the go ahead to stop, and we can actually go back to our normal lives the first week of July. Do you think people are still going to go out and about straight away? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are going to be pretty messed up for a little bit after. Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, but yeah, you've got to think mentally they're going to be out of it. They don't know what, they've just been off work for what three, four months, and then you've yeah. got finance. Financially, it's going to have a massive impact. I mean, I know yeah, I've re- I've realised so far during this isolation is I spent a lot of money on a lot of crap that I never yeah. needed. Which I've realised, which is kind of a, this is a good thing because I realised I don't actually need to spend that. Why am I spending it? So it's quite interesting. But I think people are going to be a bit worried. I don't think people are going to go out 
straight away. Uh, so definitely agree, be man. a lot. Definitely be a lot of parties. And maybe probably maybe the companies won't go super fancy from now on. Like they will try to save money because you never know what's going to happen in the future, and probably they won't spend money in like fancy stuff. If they can go like lighter and just uh, more to the point, instead of ha- having things to just to show themselves off. Yeah, interesting. It is excited. Excited. Uh, about what the future holds, and I don't think that the London Coffee Festival will will happen because I think that yeah. when we go back to normal, I think still the government will like uh, cancel any big gatherings. Uh, Josh, my question is: so I've been thinking recently if brewing at home is going to be different from now on, because now people have all their equipment; they have bought everything they need to make coffee at home. You can do you think that there is still to happen in the future, people buying coffee online, making coffee for their loved ones, and uh, yeah, what do you think? I think we'll definitely see more people buying coffee beans for at home. I still think people need, and I say need, people need the interaction as well. So people will still go to coffee shops, hopefully, and all the mm-hmm. coffee. But I feel, I feel a lot more people will start brewing at home this is given everyone the opportunity to do that and quite a lot of people have been buying equipment online buying coffee beans online which has been great i just mm-hmm. hope it i i, I can't, it's a weird one i hope it continues because it'll be great but mm-hmm. will coffee shops suffer i don't think so but i do think people will go out less like i said before i think a lot of people will realize their financial situations a lot more mm-hmm. clearly. So I mean, you mean like that probably said, instead of having three coffees uh, in a, when you go out, you're gonna have like one coffee at home and probably just a couple yeah. of coffees. Like I said, I always make a coffee. I, I make a coffee for my commute to work. Mm-hmm. Always have done, and I always will do. And then I'll make a coffee when I get to work. Mm-hmm. I work in coffee; it's different. Um, but people <laughs> who have office jobs, who have normal—I say normal jobs—because that's what. Coffee's apparently not a job. Still hear that nowadays. People will still have that. People will still make coffee at home. I just think they'll up their coffee game at home. So instead of having that Kenko or Nest Cafe, they may have, hopefully do have, uh, a roaster's choice of coffee. They, they might use narrow press. I feel like that's probably the easiest way in, especially coffee, is an narrow press. Mm-hmm. Or a cafetiere, but... I feel like an AeroPress is a lot easier. Yeah, I, I still think people will go out, people will go to coffee shops, people, but they won't spend as much. Instead, like you just said, instead of buying two free coffees, they might just buy one just to have that interaction with the barista, interaction with the other staff members, interaction with other people. I mean, it's going to be a free-for-all. People are going to be sat next to each other. It's going to be great. People can talk to each other within, within two meters. It's going to be different. It's going to be weird. Gonna be, it's going to be not the normal for a little bit, but I th- yeah, 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 I do think people. But people, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Because like we as baristas want people to come and see us, but at the same time, coffee in general, we want people to buy coffee to drink at home. So where do we sit? Where do we want it to go? It's a it's a weird one. What do you think? 
Well, I think that this this COVID uh, situation uh, did one thing uh, for for the rosteries. Uh, well, what I mean is that uh, it made people buy some grinders for home because for all these years we've been like fighting with customers to persuade them that grinding their own coffee beans fresh is like a massive win for the taste. And we've seen a tremendous increase in uh, people uh, ordering higher um, uh, legs or like uh, Wilfers, and that's amazing. And for me, this means that from now on that people have everything they need to make uh, a great coffee at home and also they have all kinds of brew guides available. Uh, people will still going to order coffee online and that will definitely help the roasteries carry on doing their business. But also, uh, when a customer orders coffee online, then I'm sure that this guy, this customer will uh, go to the barista and ask for advice. How I can make that better? How, uh, what grand size do you recommend? So this will bring uh, more conversation between customers and baristas and more like interesting conversation about like processes, processing methods, uh, advanced brewing techniques, for example, and stuff like this. So I expect uh, like a, a higher amount of interest um, from customers' perspective. Or yeah, I, I think the same too. But that that would be great. You can actually pass knowledge on mm-hmm. to customers. I do think people. Are, I do think people will start drinking a lot more coffee at home. I really do. I mean, I go out. I don't really go to coffee shops that much, which is mm-hmm. a weird statement to say because I always seem to be in them. Yeah. I only ever go to a coffee shop on a Sunday and usually sometimes on Monday. That isn't my place of work. And mm-hmm. even on my days off, I sometimes go to my work because I know the coffee's good. I know the food's good. But I go out on a Sunday with my daughter for a coffee and a cake. That We've done it for two years. We've been going to do that. And we always usually go to Little Yellow Pig in Hall, mm-hmm. but we've stopped going there. Not because we don't like it. Um, we found it easier to park in other places, which is then um, there's a coffee shop near it. Go there. Um, I mean, I'll always still go and do that. This, it's what we do, even what we do now. My daughter will come and sit in the, the room where I've got all my coffee equipment. Um, I'll make her a hot chocolate, I'll make a coffee, we'll have a cake. We've still <laughs> been doing that. We're trying to keep it normal. I, like, like, will, will you be still doing that in the future? Like after all of these situations, um, will I go back? Start going back to coffee shops? Yeah, with your daughter on Sundays. Yeah, I think so. Nice. nice. I say I think so because I'm unsure. Because, like I said, you realize how much money you spend on stuff that's not essential. I suppose, mm-hmm. especially when I have all this equipment at home why don't I just stay at home and do it? But the reason I do it is I support my local coffee shops. Absolutely. And my, my daughter likes speaking to the owners of the coffee shops. And <laughs> I, I I think they enjoy her when she's there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. But I don't know. It's like, I, I, I want to say, yes, I'll still go and do that. But at the same time, I probably won't for the first month, two months. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that. Say this was to end in, August, say mm-hmm. 
July. Say it ends in July, we go to London Coffee Festival and all's normal. Then August, September, I probably wouldn't go out, spend money. I'd be trying to reevaluate yeah. where I am financially. Yeah. But then before you know it, that's September. And then you're like, oh, gosh, that's saving for Christmas. Before you know it, we're back in January. So I don't know. That's me. But I'm I'm thinking as a father, I have a lot more responsibility with a <laughs> child. Um, I yeah, absolutely. Mo- I have to monitor my finances a lot more than supposedly some people would. But I'd still try and make the effort to go to a coffee shop. There is some coffee online to be at home, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll eventually run out. But I'll, I wouldn't order online. I know that sounds like a weird thing. I'd probably mm-hmm. go to the a coffee shop and buy coffee shop no. coffee beans from the shop, um, mm-hmm. because it helps roasters and the shop out that way, doesn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. The, yeah. the only downside, the only downside there is nobody around me has any crank house, so I do <laughs> order from crank house online. I think that even if the whole situation like goes back to normal for the next two months. Uh, we'll be staying like not indoors, but we will try to like play it safe until we see that everything is stable, like back back in the in in the days. And for example, in, in the Tower Bridge area, and most of my customers work uh, in offices. That from what I've seen is that people visit us in the shop because they they want like an excuse to take a break. They have like two or three coffees a day, not because they, they are running on caffeine, but I see in their face that they are in need of a break and the, to catch a breath. I'm very interested to see if this is going to change in the future. And that, that's why that, uh, with all this increase in um, brewing equipment and all the brew guides, how this, how making coffee at home will affect this. And especially the, the, the big queue we have uh, when the, the doors open. We open at seven and we have like uh, every day the same 10 people like <laughs> waiting for the, for the shop to open to get their first coffee of the day. And I want to see now that most of them will be doing coffee at home if this is going to change the whole, <laughs> the whole situation. I mean, I hope it doesn't. It's always... <laughs> It's a weird thing. It's always nice seeing people yeah. banging at your door when you're opening it. <laughs> well, but it's, I don't I don't think that'll change. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they start waking up that tiny bit earlier mm-hmm. to make a coffee. Most people that work in offices, I'm not saying they're lazy, but I think they're that much They value time in the yeah. Yeah, they value yeah, they value sleep. <laughs> I mean they are stuck, like you said. These dudes just said then they they get out not not for the fact they want a coffee it's the fact they just want to get out of the office mm-hmm. so they're not really going to wake up five minutes ten minutes early to make a I don't know it's going to be the thing is we'll never we're not going to know until it happens no. I'm hoping that's sooner rather than later I mm-hmm. really am um, yeah I think it's good it's like, uh, thing three months period and yeah. Yeah, that, like I said, my worry would be if this was to end, I said July before, but in my head I'm still saying June. That's mm-hmm. what I'm still saying June, but based on all the idiots going to the beaches and stuff, I don't. <laughs> I doubt it will. Um, so call it July, hopefully. 
But then most people will start thinking of Christmas by this point. I know it's six months away, five months away. Six? Yeah. Five and a bit. Um, people will start thinking of Christmas. I know it's a long time, but it won't be when people start to realize their, their finance. Mm-hmm. People will start wanting to save for Christmas. People yeah, are going to want to start saving money because they haven't had a holiday this year. They've had to cancel it. So people are thinking, oh, start saving money for next year or a Christmas getaway. It's going to be, I'm not saying like what's three pounds, essentially three, five pounds a day mm-hmm. on coffee. It does add up. It does, it does add up. up. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're spending. Yeah. Especially for people yeah. that are like, they move to London they, and like their parents live far away and they like they normally go back to, to visit them like two to three times a year. You definitely, uh, that, that thought is uh, in the back of your mind. Like, okay, when I'm going to see my parents again? Or gonna, when, I, when am I going to like go on holidays again? Or when I'm going to like catch up with my friends that live far away? So it definitely financially is yeah, like, more and more serious now. April for me and my partner and my daughter was one of our busiest months. Obviously, we had the originally London Coffee Festival. Mm-hmm. We had two weddings to attend. We were going on holiday at the back end of April. We were going away to I think, only Leeds for three days in the middle of April. It was a busy month, but obviously we've cancelled all that. <laughs> we had to. And now it's like, we want a holiday. Well, when can we go? And it's we have we need the money. Uh, I don't I don't know. But we've gone a bit off topic from the brewing at home there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But I mean, I think I, I, I it's beneficial long long term for people to drink be drinking better coffee home because like it's you've got you're supporting hopefully people are supporting roasters online or <laughs> coffee shops and roasters by buying beans. But then you can, like you said, they're going to ask you questions on processing methods and then they're going, oh, this coffee doesn't taste as nice as here. And why is that? It's because all yeah. coffee shops, but well, all coffee shops, water is filtered. They might not have filtered water. So that's when you could start selling things if you wanted to. <laughs> like you can say, oh, you buy a Brita filter, buy a Peak filter, buy third wave water or make your own, make water. Your own water. It's not that hard, mm-hmm. but it's very daunting if you've never done it. Yeah. If you've never made water before, you're looking at it. I mean, I've made water in the past mm-hmm. and I've never made gone into it deep until what we've been speaking about recently. Mm-hmm. It is, I'm again, I'm looking at it going, Jesus Christ, uh, it's quite daunting. And I've done this in the past. For someone who doesn't know how to do it, it's not that expensive to make either. You, you know, you're looking yeah. at it. Just need to be precise and patient. and It's a lot of fun though. I mean, yeah. that's why we got asked by one of the reasons I got into coffee. It's all the science behind coffee. Mm-hmm. Realized after speaking with you, I don't know that much, but which is not a bad thing because I'm learning. I've learned, I was, I've been off work since March 20th and mm-hmm. I've learned so much about a lot of different things from you in from coffee and water, which has been great. It's keeping my mind active, which has been fun. But that's what we need to do. That's what customers, that's I'm hoping customers' next role is. is how do you yeah. make water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be an interesting topic, especially when they people will start like comparing uh, how the coffee tastes like when they taste the same coffee at home or uh, at the shop. And also, I was thinking that uh, when someone and ourselves included tastes 
make the coffee at home. We have like the patience. We we take our time, so we are more prepared to like uh, dig deep into the flavors and how like this method or this grind affect the taste. And probably uh, normal people like our customers will do will do the same thing when they when they're at home. They they have they are in the mood uh, to enjoy the coffee they're making compared to like grabbing a a pot of a batch from the shop and like run straight to work. I think that when yeah. when you make coffee at home, you you're more mentally prepared. Yeah, when you're making coffee at home, you are physically having to do it yourself, aren't you? I mean, some I've been I've been watching them um, the quarantine club mm-hmm. on Instagram. There, some of their videos are great. It's just there's one person. Who's like, yeah, I just I always make a clever dripper because you can just leave it and continue on your day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think a clever dripper for most people at home. I think if you haven't, you should have one. I I'd, I'd never used one until last year, and mm-hmm. they're, they're a godsend if you can't be bothered doing everything. Not saying everything properly, but you know, yeah. you, you just pour your water in and put a lid on it for three, four minutes yeah. if you wanted to, and then draw down. And and, and that that topic leads us to our last question, which uh, which is, uh, what do you think about all the brew guides that are available online? I mean, there are brew guides that like go like really deep. Into, like oh, you have to put in the center with that, that flow and that flow rate and all this stuff. And there, are, on the other hand, there are brew guides that say, okay, use two t- tablespoons of ground coffee, like ground like a, a salt, and then just top up water until there. What do you think? Some people go like far, <laughs> take it too far. Um, I'm. Some of the brew guides out there, a, a bit out mm. there to say. Um, I've all, I always try and keep it simple myself. Mm. I mean, it's now known as most people is uh, Lewis. Lewis likes coffee. Mm. His twelve to two hundred. I've always used that, and it works well for me. But I get why people are doing these brew guides with the tablespoons mm-hmm. or teaspoons and grind like this because most people, well, not most. Some people won't have all this equipment. Mm-hmm. Some people won't have. Um, scales and grinders at home so when they're ordering online they're ordering it round so they have to sort yeah they sort of have to request it don't they because if you put you can grind uh, if you go on a any majority of roasters if you click on their coffee it'll be whole bean there'll be ground for espresso or filter and some of them do have the 60 private dripper you know the Mm -hmm. cafetiere some of the brew guides out there like i said they're 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 crazy, but it's if it if it helps coffee in the long run. Yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be fun. I think what we should focus on should be okay. Even a brew guy that focuses on uh, tablespoons and like volumetric approach. Even this brew guide, I think, uh, makes people understand that. Okay, you need to be precise, or you need to have like ground coffee, like freshly ground coffee. So, and it is a third wave approach, much more like simpler, but still, I think it promotes specialty coffee and specialty coffee beans instead of uh, like buying yeah. coffee from the supermarket that comes from like somewhere in the world that nobody knows the name of the farm or the farmer. Uh, yeah, as long as long as it's simple that people can understand. Uh, the basic principles of coffee, like uh, 
grinding fresh or use uh, coffee from like single origin coffees and I think not very dark or roasted blends and stuff like this. I think this is still still a good idea. I mean, one thing I've seemed to have noticed on all these brew guides, the ratio always for every coffee that I've seen brewed has been one to sixteen, mm-hmm. which is not a bad thing. That's yeah. I'm supposing that is the start point, mm-hmm. isn't it? If you're brewing coffee, you go to one to sixteen. Yeah. Or they are saying, well, sixty grams for a litre, mm-hmm. aren't they? But um yeah, I think you've got to, to be fair, we as coffee professionals are in a situation where we can experiment with a lot of things now we've got a time off. I mean, I know you've been doing a lot of experimenting with the Bonavita, um obviously water. So we've got a lot of time to mess around mm. with different ratios, different things. And I mean, I know I've been trying if you watch Eugene's from Origin Brewers Cup performance, mm-hmm. I've been trying hers. 18 grams coffee, I think it was, 15 grams coarse, 3 grams fine. Mm-hmm. I've just been trying stuff like that because it's been, well, I've got time. Yeah. Whereas other people who aren't in coffee, they're seeing all these brew guys and they are just kicking to the 1 to 16. And then some of them are like, I've had messages, uh, I've, there's a customer that comes into my work and I didn't realise he, he was big into coffee. <laughs> Nice. He knows a bit about coffee. He's had a has been subscription service for about a year and a half now, oh, and he never told me this. And he was just asked. He was just asking me. He goes, I always do the same ratio for every coffee. And what's that? He goes, I do fifteen grams to two hundred and fifty. <laughs> I went, why is that? Went, oh, somebody told me to do it a year and a half ago. I was like, does it taste nice? He goes, yeah. So we'll keep it that. If your coffee yeah. tastes nice at that ratio, keep going. If it tastes wrong, ask. Ask and we'll fix it. Yeah, and then he asks, he goes, well, what do I do if it doesn't taste nice? Like, when right. you find a coffee that doesn't taste nice on that ratio, let me know. And you hand over the question with all kinds of questions. <laughs> because I can easily, you, I can go, oh, it's your water. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's your grind size. Oh, it's the ratio. Oh, it's the coffee. Oh, it's the origin. Oh, it's the process. You can do that. But he's just a nice guy. He's into coffee and 15 to 250 works for him on the same grind size mm-hmm. for all his coffees. Mm-hmm. I'm not first. Yeah. But then let's lead you back to when you say, oh, how do you drink your coffee? And you, the response always has to be, the way I like it. Yeah. Because everyone's different, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had some terrible coffees in my time, but then the people who I've gone to have a coffee with, they're oh, this coffee's amazing. That's the way you like it. Yeah, absolutely. That's all it is. <laughs> uh, but for, for me, the big win in that situation is that this customer will understand that it takes hard work to make a great cup of coffee. Like, it doesn't have that. It does not happen like with the press of a button, right? It's not only the great beans, but it comes down to like uh, grinder quality, water quality. What's your taste preferences? So yeah, people that make coffee at home, people that like bought uh, bought equipment to make coffee at home uh, because of the COVID lockdown. I think that these guys will understand that you know what we're doing at the shop is not just pressing a button because they see that okay it takes like you, ne- you need to know about ratio you need to know about water you need to know a little bit of chemistry and some roasting in order to understand what what it takes to make a good cup of coffee so that, that's exactly the biggest wins that yeah definitely yeah I, uh, like, like i said learning from you over the past 18 24 months <laughs> but this, especially in this past three weeks has been great. It's been so much fun. 
and I'm I'm still like I still don't know. I feel I thought I knew a bit about coffee, and then I realized you don't know that much. <laughs> I'm <laughs> saying that to myself every day <laughs> when I think uh, when exactly. I because that's the magic of it, right? Yeah, there's always something new. Yeah, there's always something to learn. Always, it's yeah. kind of fun. And the thing that the only way to like like let's say know everything is when you like build collaborations and people's like they dive deep into like one field and everyone shares their findings. That's how we make a coffee better and, and better. Because you can know everything and you don't have all that time or the energy to spend in every single variable. For example, you, you can, what we do in the shop is like we dial in the recipe and then we, we play with the, the grinder to, to hit the same number or to hit the same extraction. For example, at home, you can lock down the grind size and play with the pump pressure or like the flow or the way you put the water if you do a pour over. And these kind of things can take time and take a lot of energy. And only uh, people that share their findings, they want to make, they want everyone to make coffee better. Is the way to go forward, I think. No, I agree. I agree. Okay. Uh, I've got yeah. one last question if you have the time. But yeah. Do you remember seeing, because of the situation we're in, Kai posted this about, I want to say two, three months ago, about dehydrating green coffee. I remember Josh Tarlow doing it in the coffee competition last year, year before, I don't know. Rehydrating the Dan Romay, I think. Yeah. Do you think that could be a potential for next year with all this, all this green coffee? that may not get sold all the farmers have done all their work and then obviously they can't predict COVID-19 happening do you think that could be something mm. for next year? To be honest I haven't uh, re- did, uh, haven't done a lot of research on that so I haven't made up my mind but definitely we need like to take actions for the coffee that like they, they stay there at the warehouses of the origin that they haven't been shipped to, to the countries because of the COVID so yeah, it is a potential a way to like sort it out, but I think it needs a lot of testing and you know it needs a quite a lot of transparency. Do you think we'll see it? Someone will try it. Yeah, this year. I hope it's so. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be more it's gonna happen more often in the competition, especially next season, next time. Yeah, well, hopefully it's good. Maybe it's it may be it become a thing, and if if it goes well, then people will that that will help people with all their crops that they say there. It's an interesting topic for another for another conversation because I I want to really like do some research on that because I I find it fascinating. Well, if you speak to if you do speak to Dan at Kelowna, he's mm-hmm. he mentioned something to me. He goes, "You can't go too much into it because it." And his word was patent pending. Um, they're working on something at the roastery. So I don't know <laughs> if you want to speak to him or get him on. We could get him on and do this with him. Because that'd be yeah, really we can do it on a live. Yeah. I mean, we can do it on a live and he can talk, talk, talk us through about his, uh, his approach of this year competition. And because he, his uh, routine, I, I loved it and I find it super fascinating. And, they did a lot of cacao roast as well for this coffee, and they did a lot of uh, like research behind that. So I think that yeah, 
we'll speak to Dan and we'll bring him uh, yeah. on our live IG. Brilliant. Thanks for tuning in to the episode, guys. Hope you all enjoyed it. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Stay safe. Hopefully we'll be out of this soon. Bye. Thank you.